Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Empty Arena Podcast. This is episode 28. Woo! Yeah. Ow, 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 ow! Yeah. We, we are now officially on the road to WrestleMania. I am sitting here with Danny, Nick, John, and Chris, and we have a very special episode planned for, uh, for this uh, episode 28. We are going to create our ideal WrestleMania card using other matches from previous WrestleManias with the stipulation that we cannot use the the same wrestler twice, the same title twice. Yes. Except for our final event which we are all going to decide yeah. um what our favorite main event would be for the WrestleMania. Yes. We we thought it'd be a uh, a good idea to take a break from the you know, monotony, monotony of, you know, who's fighting Kurt Angle and uh, who's fighting, who's Kurt not Angle. fighting John Cena and who's not <laughs> fighting Undertaker and the 18 matches on the WrestleMania 35 card. Oh, and uh, by the way, guys, uh, for those of you who listened last week, uh, I promised a new segment this week. This is not the new segment. Um, <laughs> we're we're going to probably have a new segment nice. sometime in the next week you or down, two John. episodes. You liar, John. Yeah. And by the end of this episode, there may be a possible spillage of blood, uh, teeth flying, bones breaking over there our might be arguments uh, That's at right. the end. Because it's going to get heated, I That's feel. right. Because but, I disagree with yeah. all these punks. Yeah. Bonesaw is ready. Ooh, yeah. All right, let's get I, this. I think we spent about a good uh, three hours debating what at least matches will be on this card. <laughs> yeah. Guys, if you listen to this, this is going to be a fucking fantastic episode it's gonna be john awesome. how dare you curse there's children listening this is an explicit goddamn podcast mo you son of a bee okay all right <laughs> let's uh let's kick it off with our ideal idea i gotta say saying stop saying ideal uh because if we had an ideal mania val venus would be the champion obviously and, and Danny's uh, father San- would be happy right and santino morello would be um the IC champion. <laughs> <laughs> it, it would just be the Italian continental. Right. The, uh, Bruno so, San Martino would be the, uh, the, the European title holder. <laughs> so, so this is going to be uh, taking place in uh, New York, New Jersey area. Yes. With the, the four-man commentary team of Bobby the Brain Heenan, Jim Ross, Michael Cole, and Vincent Kennedy McMahon in face. Yes. <laughs> Pre-Mr. McMahon. Pre-Mr. McMahon. But we also definitely want to give a uh, shout-out to Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse the Body Ventura as well, who we absolutely love. They could be, they could be on the pre-show. Yeah, pre-show more course. That's right, yeah. pre-show. There you go. <laughs> Along with Booker T and uh, Corey Graves. That's um, right. <laughs> this mania is going to be crazy. I'm going to tell you why. Because we're going to see people come back from the dead. <laughs> They're coming back from the grave to work this match. Well, that's right, Booker. This is going to be an amazing fight. Uh, all right. By the way, there was not that was not Booker T or Gorilla Monsoon. Yeah, that was segment, Jesse the Body Ventura. How dare you, John? <laughs> mess your mess your announcers hey, hey, up. At least I'm not Enzo Amore, who thought King Kong Bundy was George Animal Steel. <laughs> yeah, he's such a he's such a real insider. Um, our pre-show. pre-show. Let's start with the pre- start yeah, with the pre-show. Yeah. So, uh, for the pre-show, we have a couple of shockers for you guys. We're actually starting off pre-show for the U.S. title match between John Cena and The Big Show. Yes. That was from WrestleMania 20. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, we we all kind of uh, agreed that it was a pretty decent uh, match for a pre-show. It was the first um, mm-hmm. match in WrestleMania 20. So, you know, we kind of figured there were no pre-shows, so we figured that that probably... Yeah, the pre-show back then used to be Sunday Night Heat. The pre-show was Sunday Night Heat. And, <laughs> In essence, yes. And it's, yeah. this essentially started uh, C-Nation. This started the, the John Cena reign, and it, it was done uh, very well. It did. It, 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 was the, it was the beginning of the ascent of John Cena's career. This was, I believe, his first title. Uh, so, yeah, that was it, you know? And I think it was. It's funny because out of all the John Cena matches, I think this is the one that sticks out in my head. Sticks, sticks out in my head. Is that just like this uh, arrow? Well, I mean, it's a feat to just lift the Big Show up. Period. So the fact that he did it, but he won using a chain. Yes, that's true. But he was over as anything. <laughs> so it worked. Uh, and was that the... still Thugonomics? Oh, John yes. Cena yes, in the thick was... of it, baby. Yeah. 
He just graduated from uh, his doc. He got his doctorates. <laughs> What's our next match? Our, our next match is a good match. It's a strong match. <laughs> it's a strong match. <laughs> the Hardcore Battle Royal from, from I believe, WrestleMania 2000. Yes. Yeah, or 16 Fe- for those of you 16, counting. 16, yes. For those of you actually counting. The, the winner of How Do You Like Me Now? Hardcore Holly. Uh, Crash Holly, Farouk Bradshaw, the APA, or they the or they the acolytes in two thousand. They were the acolytes. Acolytes. Um, Funaki Takamichinoku, uh, the Mean Street Posse consisting of Joey Abs, Pete Gas, and Rodney, mm-hmm. as well as Taz, Viscera, and dear Mish- God, how many people were in this match? And Mosh and Thrasher. It was it was a huge hardcore match, and of course, how do you like me now? Hardcore Holly came out the victor, I believe. It yes. was a, this was the one where everyone was winning every two minutes, right? Was that, or is, am I thinking of another one? I think so, yeah. Because no. that's... Hot potato. No, 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 no. That was after. That one was the 24-hour the stipulations where Maven started the champion. He lost to, like, 25 different people, and then he ended oh, the right. champion you're at right. the end of the you're night. You're right, you're right, you're right. That was a few years after this one. But this was... This I thought Crash was the one that started the 24-hour one, but nevertheless... Yeah, but right, I, think Maven, yeah. I think Maven held it during the Mania, and then he ended up winning it at the end. Uh, right, but I gotta say, this is—I think this is a, like a perfect pre-show match because it gets guys onto the card. And, and yeah. John, as you mentioned before, uh, we were off—we were not on air. But uh, this is good for the the crowd that you know may not want to see a hardcore match for the you know for the kids that yeah. So <laughs> so the yet. adults have the choice of turning off the WWE Network <laughs> for the pre-show, <laughs> exactly, or not showing up at WrestleMania and, on time. And speaking of hardcore, I believe this one was this next pre-show match was uh, was thought up of. Thought of, thought of by Chris. Indeed, it was. Well, no, he no, he didn't think of it. The 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 writers no, for the World Wrestling it. Federation. No, I didn't book yeah. it. I just I just admired it. <laughs> yes. Well, this is Cactus uh, Jack and Terry Funk. I just told I stole Chris's thunder. No, no, that's quite all right. Quite all right. Cactus Jack, Terry Funk versus the New Age Outlaws. And now I believe, I think this is what sticks out of my head is that the Cactus Jack and Terry Funk were both thrown. In a dumpster, and thrown off the stage. Was that the same match? No, no, that what, was that was before. a that was at was Raw the week before. Yeah. What, what, which one, well, well, that was part of the that was part of the booking. Which what, what WrestleMania was, was that? Just out of curiosity. Fourteen. Was that fourteen? Fourteen. Yeah. Okay. Um, only because I think Christian may be mistaking mistaken in the uh, the actual booking. Um, I think it was just Terry Funk and Cactus Jack. But who cares? It's pre-show. <laughs> it is a pre-show. Yeah, pre-show. It well, can no. be whatever no, anybody is, else Chris wants is it to right. be. It was, it was a tag team. Oh, man. Chris, you're actually... We're, we're actually all wrong. Uh, no, you're, you're wrong. It's Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie against the New Age Outlaws. <laughs> okay, Chainsaw Charlie was Terry <laughs> Funk. Listen... <laughs> I, g- I give it to you, Chris. You you get yeah. you get a Thank B plus you. instead of an A. <laughs> this was this was a dumpster match. Where does this rank in the in like the uh, the hierarchy of like those weird matches of like the stairs match from TLC? I think it was a one and done. I don't think there was ever another dumpster match. Yeah, no. So no, yes. I think I think it was one of those perfect gimmick matches that people wanted to see, and the buildup was well, pretty good. Also, uh, Terry Funk is the original hardcore yes. wrestler. Well, yeah, one of yeah, one of the originals. Uh-huh. So that is that the pre-show, I think. Yeah, yeah that is the pre-show. That nice, is our, that nice and quick, pre-show. except for the uh, hardcore battle royal, which could probably probably took about twenty-five minutes. Right, right. And the yeah, the other matches are you know took about 20, 15 yeah. minutes. Yeah, but this is a good way to get the crowd going. Sure. And who wants to introduce our first match of our WrestleMania? Let's call this uh, WrestleMania Triple X. <laughs> triple that, X. Does everybody, ha- everybody have a five years ago? <laughs> X, X, X. This ain't WrestleMania? This yeah. ain't WrestleMania. <laughs> we'll call it WrestleMania Rewind. That, that, that's, 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 uh, that's copyright, Chris. That's, uh, that's on the network for $9.99. So our, uh, our first match was uh, uh Tag team match between it was a tr- the first ever triple threat tag team ladder match between Edge and Christian, the Dudley Boys and the Hardy Boys from WrestleMania 2000 and or 16, yes. whatever you want to call it. We figured that 
if we started with that match, it would just be an explosion because it was like one of the really one of the first tag team matches. Nick, what do you think about it? No, that's that's a lie. It wasn't one of the first tag I team mean, matches. Uh, ladder <laughs> tag. I meant I meant I meant to say ladder tag team matches. He just left out a couple of words. It's okay. Yeah, but, that's all. Um, yeah, I do think that this match was significant in so many ways. It essentially is what gave birth eventually to the TLC concept. So. This match in general, even if it wasn't for the tag titles, even if they just had a potato hanging above the ring, I mean, it was just <laughs> an incredible match all around three of the best tag teams at the time, and um, it delivered, and it just set the stage for uh, the tag division as a whole yeah. for many years. And each of those, I would say each participant, I mean, even though not all of them hit like the heights like Edge or Jeff Hardy, I think they each were able to stand on their own after that, whether they were in the mid card, top mid card, um, you know, Edge and Christian, you know, Dudley's had their run outside of WWE after that. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Both Hardy boys had their stints as singles and TNA champions. Yep. And TNA yeah. and, you know, and, and they're still relevant. They're still in, insanely yep. relevant, which yep. is, uh, absolutely. I mean, you can't say that about every other tag team that was around in the late nineties, early two thousands. And arguably, you could say that that match is what may have set them on this path. I agree. What what, what did you find? <laughs> <laughs> what did you find? Oh, you're you're mocking my father. <laughs> <laughs> Inside joke, guys. Don't worry about it. Don't, 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 don't tweet us. Uh, <laughs> at, at us. At us. <laughs> um. So th- that would be a great opening uh, match, I think, because you know, it's just the mood for the rest of the night, essentially. Yep. Um, Action-packed. This is followed by the WWF European title uh, match, uh, Triple H versus Owen Hart. And I believe... R.I.P., the- R.I.P. Rest in peace. Uh, I believe mm-hmm. that was from <laughs> WrestleMania uh, 14. Yes, yes. and... Honorable mention to uh, China and Sergeant Slaughter, who were, I believe, handcuffed during that match, like uh, against the ring, right? I think Sergeant Slaughter was for Owen and China was for Triple H, if I remember. Uh, you know, I don't remember that match too well. That was a little bit before my time, but if you guys want to dive into yeah. it and give us a little bit of the background. Yeah. For me or John? Because <laughs> John, who are you, who are you I'm, asking? I'm asking Andrew? you because this, this is on your list. You're asking yes, me. That is correct. Uh, Sergeant Slaughter, who at the time was a commissioner, handcuffed himself to China. Yeah. Uh, so she would so not he was the So she wouldn't right. cheat. And I mean, uh, during during the during the match itself, there was just it was um, what I like. What I liked about the match specifically was that Owen Hart kind of showed a lot more anger you know grit. it was a little more aggressive it was a little more aggressive and i really liked yeah and i really liked that about that particular match and, and that's that's also when china threw uh, powder in uh slaughter's face yeah oh i remember that i remember yeah. that vision yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. I, so this was around the time when owen hart uh tried to branch out onto his own and uh-huh. tried to take on the um the black heart persona where there was a time where i don't know if it was before this mania or after this mania where he actually called out Vince McMahon and, and he was getting in his face and he had to get escorted mm-hmm. out by security. And, you know, there was, you know, rumblings of, you know, Owen Hart possibly getting a push at that time, but it just wasn't meant to be because Austin was, you know, the next, you know, yeah. hot commodity in line. That was the plan. But it was interesting to see Owen uh, take on an interesting mid-card role after, mm-hmm. you know, Brett had left a few months before. So absolutely, um, people were very curious at the time, I wouldn't doubt. Yeah, I think Owen definitely deserves a spot on our WrestleMania card as is Triple H. Mm-hmm. The next match uh, is Danny's favorite match of all time. Yes. Oh, is it? Is it the one that I chose for this? So yes. the, the the next match is of course WrestleMania twelve, the um, Hollywood uh, backlot brawl match between Rowdy Piper and Goldust. I absolutely love this match. <laughs> I Who think, can forget that match? I love this match, and I think that they need to make more matches like this. It was hilarious. 
they I think they added the OJ Simpson car chase yep. into yes, it. Yes, it was they direct did. footage, direct footage of the white Bronco being didn't chased. They say, didn't they say something like, "Oh, this footage looks oddly familiar"? Yeah, oddly familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, right, McMahon, McMahon was still announcing, so he's like, "This looks oddly familiar." <laughs> this looks oddly familiar. And then I, I mean, I think Goldust had like a gold Cadillac. He yes, ran yep. over Rowdy yes, Piper. Like, yeah. oh man, it was it was absolutely insane, and it was. I thought it was great. Definitely, Roddy Piper wore jeans. Yeah, jeans and a leather jacket. (laughs) (laughs) I yeah, I I remember uh, this was this was again one of those matches that I only watched like on like the network, and I couldn't believe I like I would think like some some of the segments I see now are like so ridiculous. I look back and I'm like, I can't believe this made it to a WrestleMania. (laughs) You know, you know what's hilarious? My father absolutely loved that match. He's like. Hey, look, he's kicking his ass, bro. He, he's messing him up. All right. And this is the origin as to why Danny loves anything with uh, backstage and brawls. And that's that's absolutely true. <laughs> uh, that would lead into the Ricky the Dragon Steamboat versus Macho Man match. Mm. Um, somebody jog my memory. What WrestleMania was that from? That was WrestleMania three. WrestleMania yes, at the one at the one that uh, Hulk Hogan couldn't remember during WrestleMania 30. Yeah. The, the Pontiac Silver Dome. No, 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 the, no, no, I was just thinking of Body Slam and Andre the Giant, brother. <laughs> Duh, oh, dude. were you until someone in your ear said, no, jerk. <laughs> you know, the, the interesting thing about this match, uh, that one thing that stands out to me was when I was watching the documentary uh, on uh, Randy Savage, uh, there was a part where they were interviewing Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and they talked about this match and how Savage was big into this idea of planning matches from beginning to end, spot by spot, line by line. He really was meticulous about every little thing. Mm-hmm. And they actually showed what appeared to be, I don't know if it was the actual script of uh, what Randy had wrote on the paper, but it showed like uh, uh, collar and elbow tie-up, headlock here, next three seconds, you know, throw into ropes, all those little things. And um, sure enough, you know, things didn't all go 100% to plan. But it's interesting because in the old days how, you know, guys used to call matches on the fly. But Savage was one of those guys that liked to plan it out. And he planned out what turned out to be a masterpiece for yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, and I think that this one was a unanimous one by all by, mm-hmm. by pretty much all of us in regards yeah. to, uh, to the match. I mean, when you hear about... Even wrestlers talking about what they think is one of the best WrestleMania matches of all time, uh, Savage and Steamboat is always one that uh, that comes up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you just think about it—the the pacing, the spots. Uh, that match could rival any match now. Absolutely. Of, they in, were the original, uh, the original uh, indie darlings, minus the indie part, I guess. Well, they did yeah. a lot of places before. <laughs> But they were that style of wrestler. And uh, from a technical standpoint, from a storytelling standpoint, uh, it could rival any any match nowadays that everybody's looking forward to. And would you guys agree? I mean, the Intercontinental Championship is one of my favorite titles. Would you guys agree that this, like the, at least least these, maybe not this match itself, but, uh, you know, these two guys, like, you know, they set the tone for this to be the working horse title? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like they, the, the, like this was the origin of like the Intercontinental Championship becoming that, that, that title for sure. Yeah. I mean, you had guys before them that had the belt, and you know, it was not a, a, a slight against them, but you know, these two, I think, took it to a level right. that nobody expected, mm-hmm. and that's why since then it became such a big thing. Mm-hmm. The the next match on the uh, the card, uh, we're gonna go a little more modern times. Uh, WrestleMania thirty two, Charlotte, Sasha, and Becky for the. Uh, from the was that the Divas title or was that the uh oh, no that was the I believe that the, was the, the Raw I think it was the retirement the, the no, retirement, of, retirement the of the Divas title, title. Right? title to, and, the, right. to the women's birth yes. of the, the women the, the rebirth I didn't, even, I didn't even realize that was exactly what had happened and that would, that's what makes this match even more significant because yeah. it's just the transition from the yes. Divas title to the women's title yeah, the, I, I call it, I, I'm gonna call it the rebirth mm. yeah the rebirth yes yes because yes. it, it it was a bullshit division for ten years for the Divas title. Yeah, I mean, when Although, you, yes, they were wrestlers, but it was a totally different different focus. Yeah, focus, when, yeah. when you look when you look at female wrestlers, you had like a few core female wrestlers, seventies and eighties, that were really badass. Wendy Victor, 
Yeah, that, then like the... the Alunder Bray, I can't speak. Then like the, the TNA, mid-90s, TNA, uh, well, the mid-90s, yes, yep, the mid-90s came along yeah. and, and it was very TNA, <laughs> Sable with the handprints and You can all say Titanass, it's fine, it's, it's, this is explicit, like I, I keep saying this every episode, for the last 27 episodes, it's explicit, you're allowed to curse, you're allowed to... I, I could say ass? <laughs> yes, you, you can, can fucking say, say ass. and ass? Oh, oh my god. Goodness. Tits what, and slash or ass. What kind of a show is this? Oh my lord. <laughs> um, I think I, a few of us had this match on our list. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it's Charlotte, you know, Sasha and Becky led this. You know, I, I know a lot of a lot of people say like, oh, Paige led the division or AJ Lee led the division. But I think it's these three women that really mm-hmm. um, and, and, and Bailey as well when she came on. But I heard I, I, I mean, I feel like these three have like the biggest impact and they're still I mean. They're still relevant. They're still relevant. Right now. And, yep. And that was that was one of the first, you know, women's matches that were, you know, that was that was held in high regard on a WrestleMania card. Mm-hmm. And now we're talking about Ronda, Charlotte, and Becky closing out WrestleMania 35, and there's nobody's batting an eye. It's just mm-hmm. another. Uh, it's you know. It's, but everyone's losing their minds. <laughs> but everyone's losing <laughs> their minds. Um, just Dark another Knight, milestone. Dark Knight for, for the Exactly, and I, I really, I really do hope. Um, that you know this triple threat match coming up at 35 does close out the show. I think it deserves the notoriety. Well, we'll be there to find out. We shall yes, be we there will. to find out. And this was, uh, I believe, uh, uh, sorry, uh, Charlotte won this match. Charlotte yes. won and became the, yes, the women's first women's champion. Yep. Yes, which I was, and this is this is what made Charlotte like one of my favorite current wrestlers, superstars mm-hmm. of today. All right, what's next along on the list? This is the, your other favorite one. Your other oh, favorite. The, the uh, celebrity one? Bam, bam, yeah, yeah. Oh, so as we were talking about what to put on the list, we thought about our favorite celebrity moments, and we had Mr. T, and we had a whole bunch of different ones. But I, I tried push it for Snooky. He, yes, John tried pushing and, and for Drew Snickers. And Drew Carey. And Drew Carey. And Carey. And Drew Carey. <laughs> um, even our uh, current president was uh, was a runner for this, but uh, the the <laughs> one the one that we chose was WrestleMania 11, Lawrence Taylor versus Bam Bam Bigelow. I'm gonna stop you right there, Daniel. My match was the greatest match of all time. Hair versus hair. <laughs> we're we're all gonna agree to disagree on that one, Mr. President. It, it, it was the greatest of all time. It was Bigly, the best of all time. <laughs> but. Uh, what I really liked about the Lawrence Taylor match, and you also saw it, even though it wasn't a WrestleMania match, you saw it with, uh, uh, what's his name, Sean Amell? Stephen Amell. Stephen Amell. Sean is his cousin. Oh, Sean is his cousin. <laughs> with Stephen Amell during SummerSlam, but Lor- LT took Bam Bam Bigelow down. He like tackled him, he slammed him, he pinned yes. him, and the place exploded. You know, and that was pretty cool. And th- yeah. this is a this is a nice contrast to everyone's other favorite celebrity match, Mr. T one. Yeah, everyone, everyone in the mother would choose that one. Mm-hmm. We're going the other route. That's right. And what, what's oh yeah, what's interesting about this is is um, prior to um, this event, WrestleMania eleven, you I, I would imagine almost every single main event, aside from the first WrestleMania, the main event was the WWF title, and this mania. You didn't have that. You had Diesel versus Shawn Michaels go on before these two guys. Yeah. So this actually closed out the show, which for its time, I wonder really, like we talk about, you know, the WWF title always closing Mania and how it hasn't uh, to various degrees the last couple of years. But this for its time was a lot like what it's like now where it's like, wow, wait a second. The title match is not closing Mania. Like it must have been like a weird thing at the time. Yeah. And I mean, Lawrence Taylor was huge. LT was like, the man yeah if you're a new yorker if you're a giants fan you know you're a football fan in general lawrence taylor was the the Mm -hmm. the pioneer linebacker until he did some weird stuff about 10 years ago (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. well skip those chapters skip those chapters um speaking of chapters the next match i i I was adamant about putting this one on here and so was danny taker versus lesnar for the streak Mm. the reason being this Ended the streak. Twenty-one and zero became twenty-one and one, and it was. I just wanted on there for shock value because is, nobody yeah. knew it was going to happen. This is the jaw drop. Moment. Everyone thought. Yeah. Everyone thought Taker was going to win, 
We yeah, and when we were debating this, we definitely thought that there were better Undertaker matches, but John and I really fought for this because of the significance um, that this had and and the the exactly the shock value. That right, you know, and and we were, I think myself, Chris, and Nick were arguing more so for the Shawn Michaels Taker match at WrestleMania twenty five. Although that is a great match, I think. You know, it was also done twice. It was it was done uh-huh. twice. You know, right. at twenty five and twenty six. But this really does. I mean, no one will forget uh, Taker versus Lesnar. Yeah, I can remember exactly where I was when when he lost. I was sitting you, you with us. What were you wearing, Chris? Um, I don't know. A black bra. <laughs> You're probably wearing a oh miss, probably a miss a, a miss t shirt. <laughs> The only WWE shirt I have, <laughs> and a uh, Mega Power shirt that's way too small. <laughs> <laughs> and at the time, a little uh, uh, politically incorrect. <laughs> 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 um, but you know, Nick and I had a had a side conversation about this Taker Taker Lesnar match, and I was where, where were we? I was listening. You guys weren't around. Sleep there, you. Huh. We went to Kettle Black. I'm gonna shout out to Kettle Black for <laughs> best wings, baby. Um, the one in Brooklyn, not the one in Staten Island. Yeah, no, no. no. <laughs> Come on, uh, Brooklyn's the original. No, Thank you, Island. If the owner's listening, here. I don't think he cares. So the uh, so so Taker Lesnar. I mean, at the time, it was such a crazy decision to give Lesnar that you know that rub of taking the you know. Um, <laughs> Taking I'll the, that. I'll the, taking the rub. what rub, Andrew? <laughs> the the rub, you know the, 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 the rub. Stable gives the messy. <laughs> on odd night. Speaking of rub, check out check out Kettle Black's dry rub wings. Ah, jeez. No, but um, Lesnar taking the taking the the streak away from from the Undertaker was probably the best decision. In the long run, long run, because mm-hmm. think about if somebody you know that was newer or a little green um, took it from Lesnar, he would have right. uh, you know an insane amount of pressure between you know that happening and you know the rest of their career. Sure, right, you know, so yeah. you become like this unstoppable. You know, Lesnar becomes now he goes from being uh, you know this UFC fighter, this you know machine to an un- unstoppable force. So. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, he wrestles more often than Taker. Yeah, I definitely agree Twice on a year. that. It was, it was, <laughs> uh, two times. It was the ultimate way to draw heat on the guy that ended the streak. Yeah. And um, this was the best, I think, the best option for them at that point. And I think that was also the birth of Suplex City, right? Yeah. No, maybe. No, I think that was Cena. Was yeah. it? Yeah. It was yeah, Cena, yeah. Cena. Cena, uh, when Cena got thrown around like a rag doll. <laughs> Ragdoll. Okay. We got we got a few more we got a few more matches uh, left, but in between, you know, Taker and Lesnar in our in our next match, we we wanted to add in some type of bathroom break slash, <laughs> uh, you know, segment for the kids. And believe it or not, it's not a women's match. So I was I was all about circa circa five years ago doing an Elias concert, um, but that does not. That, Ladies and gentlemen. Elias. That goes against Ding. our our rules for not you know doing something. That's right. But Chris said the hell with rules. <laughs> um, That's right. So I'm thinking of a Elias and Danny DeVito duet. It's <laughs> a VR segment. That's beautiful. It incorporates the uh, <laughs> the celebrity status. <laughs> beautiful harmonies between those two. Absolutely. <laughs> And then right afterwards, <laughs> Pete Rose comes out in, in a chicken suit. Oh, yes. It's the gobbledygooker. Our, our segment will be Elias comes out to sing a song. Danny DeVito's there to you know introduce him. Pete Rose comes out, and then Kane comes out and <laughs> pile drives Rose. everybody, except DeVito, because he's too short to do too it. Sure too short, he can't. Too, yeah, so. <laughs> You're like carrying a baby upside down. It just looks like an awkward 69. Um, <laughs> Essentially. Okay. We at least we got Kane in there. Yeah, yes. we got Kane in Spoiler there. Spoiler alert. Kane, <laughs> we Kane, we threw him a bone. Kane's not on this card. So our, our next match uh, is from WrestleMania 20. It was Eddie Guerrero versus Angle for the WWE 
undisputed championship. Oh yeah. Uh, this is the the match that uh, Eddie was walked in as champion, walked out as champion, and he won by unlacing his boots mm-hmm. as Angle tried to give him the ankle lock. Um, and I believe uh, Nick looks like he has something to say. No, I just but, I, uh, I always remember how that match ending that way. It was something that I don't think I ever saw before. <laughs> And just the look on Angle's face where he's like, what the hell? And he goes, he gets rolled up pinned. It was, it was just, it, you know, yeah. at, at the time it's like, ah, oh, damn, it was kind of like a corny way to end the match, but the match was so good. And yes. you know what? It, it didn't overshadow anything. It was just mm-hmm. a phenomenal contest and, you know, two of the best of all time going at it. And we yeah. figured, why not? I, I really liked the match and I agree, Nick, it, 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 even though Eddie lost, Eddie won in that way. It uh, it didn't take away from it, and I mean, yeah. it just it went with his mantra, mantra, you know, lie, cheat, and steal. Precisely. Yeah, that's 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 Eddie doing what Eddie does. Yeah. You know, I I think that that fit with his character. It it fit with the with the program that they were putting on, uh, and it was funny. It was it was Eddie at his best. It was, it was Eddie at his best, and that was you know right around the time where he went over on Brock Lesnar, which at that time yes. was like almost impossible. And that happened at No Way Out. Mm-hmm. That was, you know, like whatever it was, like a month before. And, you know, he wasn't a transitional champion. He he beat Kurt Angle. And Kurt Angle's not no- necessarily known to be Mr. WrestleMania, not like a Shawn Michaels or like a Triple H. but No, he, but he's a workhorse. We, Kurt we, Angle has We needed to get him on this matches. card for sure. Yeah. All right. Get him on this card. Now we have uh, our... So this is is this our main event no. segment? Oh no, it's not. No. The final match of the undercard before the main event segment uh, is going to be Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair for the, for the career versus career match. Career versus career when he looks right in his face. I love you. I love you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love oh, you. Uh, well, yeah, he said I love you too. Obviously, <laughs> right after he got his head kicked off. Yeah. <laughs> He, as as he pinned him, he like whispered, "I love you, Rick." That was yeah. I'm that sorry, was, I love you. I what sticks out to me is is Rick Flair's entrance. He had the coolest entrance that, that blue, night. That blue robe too. That man. blue robe that was a was badass robe. Fire. And John, which WrestleMania was this from again? Uh, that was WrestleMania twenty four. I believe. Four. I believe. Yeah. Twenty four. Twenty four from Orlando. Memory serves. Mm-hmm. Chris, yeah, that right. was such a cool entrance with the fireworks. Um, I mean, 100% hands down, Ric Flair deserves that kind of a send-off. Uh, no question. But it was cool as a fan uh, to watch that entrance and to have him at however old he was at the time. He just turned 70, so he was probably uh, around 50-ish, 51 when he put on that match, uh, no, 61. Uh, I was about to say, I was like, mm. yeah, sorry. Yeah, he 61. was way older than yeah. 51. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, he's in pretty good shape. 51. <laughs> no, he was 61. He was in terrible shape, but he put on a pretty good match. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that, that, that wasn't the best match of the night for that. The best match of the night on, uh, for that was the, uh, the Playboy Bunny Mania Lumberjack match. <laughs> Hosted by Snoop Dogg. Snoop double G. And yet he walked out Sasha Banks at WrestleMania 32. Yup. Uh-huh. Uh, but no, Ric Flair's, uh, Ric Flair's last match, that was when I when it was first on paper, I didn't really think much of it. I was never a huge Ric mm-hmm. Flair fan. Uh, I only really knew. The dirtiest player in the game? I, not necessarily not a fan, but I, I didn't know all of his uh, all of his work beforehand. How dare you? It, it, you didn't think anything, anything of it on paper until you actually hit order on pay-per-view? On pay-per-view. <laughs> and and uh, that's where my... And my... Andrew's father got upset with us that night. <laughs> <laughs> he had he had a couple of uh, WrestleMania moments in there. Who, Andrew's night, father? And, uh, yeah, Andrew's father did. Um, he lost to Cena. That's... <laughs> yeah, uh, I forget that. Yeah, Andrew's, still, Andrew's father's still pissed at that day about losing to Cena. But, he looks like um, JBL, guys, in case you were wondering. <laughs> yeah, you know, Flair was really, you know, his... his his legacy really was outside of WWF, WWE, what do you, what do you want to call it? So, um, yeah. just get the F out. Yeah. To, you know, it's, it's hard to really, you know, look at Ric Flair's career from a WWE perspective and, and look at, you know, incredible stuff. Uh, but I mean, he is a living legend and, uh, you know what, getting him on this card, I think we all agreed was something that we wanted mm-hmm. to do and we figured this was the best way. 
Uh, now, by the way, uh, Danny is not with us currently. He is. Where did on, he go? I don't know. He's how, he's on. He's actually on another line right how now. How dare you! I'm. How dare you! I'm with you guys. I'm just in my Uber on the way home. Otherwise, my wife will kill me. The <laughs> the, the listeners are my, so well, freaked well, out right now. Not, like he was just there two seconds ago. Yet, how did his voice change wife. so quickly? <laughs> I'm just that good. He's just that damn good. I'm just that damn good. Um, so the next piece, the next uh, part of our our show is the is the official main event of our of our WrestleMania. Now we all had different opinions as to what should be the 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 show closer, um, but we figured instead of deciding, you know, um, off, one, yeah, let's not decide, you know, uh, off the air. Let's decide on the air. So I think we should all go around and you know, give our take on what should close the show and why. And just to be clear, we can duplicate wrestlers that have already been shown because this is our closing of the show. Yes, it's everyone's different perspective. This is something we have to feel feel strongly about. So I think okay. the first person to give us their take is Nikki Van Page Rampage. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I thought about this for a while i had in my mind a lot of different possibilities as far as the match that i would have wanted to close this uh uh frankenstein of a wrestlemania card and i ultimately frankenstein frankenstein i ultimately settled on hulk hogan versus andre the giant from wrestlemania 3 and the reason why is because i feel like this match was where WrestleMania really started. It really was the first, I think, the true WrestleMania moment that really captivated the world. It was in front of a record audience. It was the almighty Andre the Giant actually losing a a match and really essentially passing the torch to Hulk Hogan, who, uh, while by that point, you know, had established himself as a main eventer and was a WWF champion. This was really um, a feather on the cap that I think uh, really made the difference as far as propelling Hulk Hogan, who you could call the Jimi Hendrix of wrestling as far as his significance and his importance to uh, the industry, not just to WWE. But this match, I think, was where everything started for Hulk Hogan in terms of his star power taking off into the stratosphere. So... Mm -hmm. This was, for me, the one that I think should close my WrestleMania card, and that's why I, I selected it. John, would you... I, I can do mine. I'll, yeah, do, do yours. I'll do uh, mine. I'm trying to... He needs a little time to think. Yeah, I need a little, a little time to think about this. So, similar to Nick, my main event features Hulk Hogan, but it features an older Hulk Hogan taking on a younger rock uh so this is the hulk hogan uh rock match from wrestlemania 18 or i think on the streets it was called x8 mm-hmm. the historic match this was you know i it, i have to say as far as wrestlemania goes i mean at wrestlemania you want to see big matches that will get asses into seats you want you know the the biggest high you know high profile matches you can you can have and there is there is nothing you know more electrifying than having The Rock take on Hogan, two of the most over people over wrestlers over superstars in any organization whether it be WWE whether it be uh, you know TNA New Japan these are the the most over people ever. Um, and, you know, you, you ask anybody, you, anybody knows who The Rock is, even at that time, everybody knows who The Rock is, or everybody knows who Hulk Hogan is. Them, you know, battling each other was a, just in my opinion, one of, like, the best uh, matches they could come up with um, around that time. And yes, like, Hogan was a heel, but even, like, the, the next night he was a face. As the, yep. the fans were not going to have it, they were, you know, they weren't going to have a heel Hogan, and 
you know, in, in these matches, everybody has to, like, you know, in the, in, any anytime we have a face versus face, somebody has to play the heel. So you're just playing the role of a heel. Right. Not actually a heel. Right. You know, we've seen that with, Shane, you know, uh, Shawn Michaels and Taker. Shawn was the pseudo heel. But in this case, you had, you know, Hogan and, and The Rock, and it was not the best technical match ever nope. put together. But yeah. the but, crowd was so into it. But, oh, my God. But it was it was over. And it should have, you know, it should have headlined Mania that year, in my opinion. Instead, it was so, yeah. Triple H and yeah. Chris Jericho. Yeah. yeah. But uh, to me, this is what and Chris Chris Jericho even says that in his podcast. Yep. When he talks about that, he says that there's no way that he should have been after that match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you, you'll you, we could spend all day talking about dream matches and who we wanted to see face each other, you know, there's always the talk about Hogan versus Austin. That would have been the other Hogan match that everybody would have died for. Um, but you know what? We got Hogan versus The Rock, who at that time, you know, interchanging one or two guys in and out of the main event scene. The Rock was, you know, in terms of a worldwide star, he was the guy. And to have him go up against Hulk Hogan, that was just really something that made headlines everywhere. And it was, I think, before ESPN even covered wrestling on the regular. I mean, I, I would imagine that it snuck its way onto ESPN. That's how significant it was at the time. You know what else was a very significant match that I think should be our main event match? Oh, what's that, John? That would be The Rock versus Stone Cold Steve Austin from WrestleMania 19. Reason being, uh, at that time, Stone Cold did not have... Uh, well, the lead up into the match didn't have a he didn't, he wasn't on good terms with WWE for creative differences, so he's actually written off of TV. Um, and The Rock was still relatively um, a B Carter per se, um, and that allowed him to become a A card wrestler. Um, and he was already becoming an established Hollywood star at the time. Um, Austin got back on good terms with WWE and the creative team. Um, and he actually was written back onto TV by beating Eric Bischoff at No Way Out in 2003, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is also when The Rock became heel. Heel meaning he was an egotistical asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, he requested to have a match with Austin because he did everything else. He was a Hollywood superstar. He's won all the titles. Uh, he's headlined WrestleMania multiple times. Um, despite losing to Austin at WrestleMania 15 for the title. Um, so th- this was a nice little repeat of that. And it was uh, also Steve Austin's swan song. It was his last match. Yeah, I think yes, that's right. Yeah, Austin wanted to give back to The Rock because The Correct. Rock put Austin over twice, um, you know, 15 and then 17. So I think for Austin, it was, I mean, in his mind, I would think, you know, to to give it to the rock you know go out you know bow out gracefully i suppose right uh, this was uh an ideal situation it worked worked great and and going back on what andrew said with the other match um it probably wasn't the best match but everyone was still watching it yeah. because it's a match that put asses in the seats to use yeah. andrew's term mm-hmm. um so. you know what though we we picked three matches that so far the moral of the story is that we all felt the same way. I mean, even though I didn't flat out say this for my pick, but Hogan versus Andre, I mean, Andre was at a point in his life where he couldn't even walk anymore. Yeah. But yet they, they figured out a way to tell an amazing story that for its time, just it works so well. It just goes to show you, I mean, it doesn't mm-hmm. always have to be the best match to, you know, get people's attention. It was the story that went into these matches yeah, that really was story. so significant. Mr. Uh, Mr. Chris. Yes, sir. Well, I want to just add something real quick to what Nick said because I think we're missing that, which is the stories. I think that the stories are definitely not as solid as the stories back then, and um, that's something that the WWE should definitely improve on. So, Nick, I think you hit it right on the head over there. 100%. I'm a very violent person. I hit things on the head a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Drax, take it easy. Sorry, Chris, go ahead. No, no, that's quite all right. And going along the lines of telling a story um, and getting yourself over, my main event pick, um, kind of an odd one, it's 
Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 14. Ooh. I like it. Uh, I like it. Yes. Love it. This Love it. this match more of it. began the meteoric, meteoric rise of Stone Cold Steve Austin as the anti-hero and arguably started the most entertaining five to seven years of wrestling that I can remember. Uh, mm-hmm. You had this anti-hero coming in, uh, much that you're seeing, much like you're seeing with Becky Lynch. Although I think they did it better with Stone Cold Steve Austin, but that's another that's a, a story for another podcast. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but it it got um, you, know, you, you had Shawn Michaels who actually wrestled that match with a broken back. Yeah, yeah. Um, wrestled that match and put on a pretty damn good show uh, for having a broken bag. Put well, he was also. Bag. He also had tons of Vicodin in his system, so. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure he had a lot of things in his system. Yeah. That <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but he, he he did the job to Stone Cold Steve Austin, um, and I will never forget that night watching that match, because that was really one of my first uh, WrestleManias watching as a very avid fan, just kind of getting into, uh, getting back into wrestling. Um, and that's what got me. Very well put. I mean, yeah, I mean, we were all what nine, ten years old at the time, and that's you know a, a, a phase where we might have remembered a few years prior to that as far as watching wrestling. But that you know the attitude era really was when we were in our youth. That's what really sticks right. out to us. And that moment, honestly, really was where it all started. I think for all of us, as far as our our our, our devoted fandom. Uh, I would argue that that WrestleMania 14, when Stone Cold Steve Austin won the WWF title, was um, the starting point for for mm-hmm. a lot of people in general in terms of their fandom. So I do think that your choice, Chris, is sig- significant in that regard. Well, Danny, what about you? you? <laughs> You're welcome, I, Chris. That was that was beautiful, Chris. Thanks. So, <laughs> so, so Danny, not, so Danny, what, what is your what does your yeah. Uber driver think? Yeah, what's his what's his favorite? <laughs> no, don't. Careful don't worry, now. I'm out of the Uber. Can you ask him? I'm out of the Uber now and back, and back at the apartment. <laughs> I can ask my wife. Hey, honey, what was your favorite uh, WrestleMania moment? I don't give a shit. <laughs> it didn't exist. What do you mean it didn't exist? Oh, didn't exist yet. Yeah, right. That's what it is. It's gonna be your wedding. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> That's right. So. <laughs> We're gonna have a match during the wedding. <laughs> um, so, so for me, believe it or not, it was two matches, um, and it neither one of them involved Stone Cold because uh, I think that a lot of his Mania matches were not as good as some of his other matches, and um, you know, you guys know I've been watching a lot uh, longer since the Attitude Era because. Uh, I was watching with my father. So for me, the two ones that I'm kind of torn between, uh, number one is WrestleMania 12, the 60 minute Iron Man match between, uh, Great Bret play. Hart and Shawn Michaels. Right. Um, you know, it's just, it's just a classic. The, the match itself was unbelievable. Uh, you know, the, the whole entrance, which they'll never, they're never going to do an entrance like that ever again. Um, you know, it was just, it's just fantastic and uh the second one for me is believe it or not um wrestlemania 6 uh hulk hogan versus the ultimate warrior for the wwf championship and the intercontinental championship and if i remember correctly it was the first time that that ever happened yes i think the right. first and, and the only, ultimate you know, was it the only time yeah. that happened or yep. okay yeah, and, and Ultimate Warrior won that one. And it just shows the momentum that Ultimate Warrior had. And uh when I was when I was two years old to to about eleven, he was my favorite wrestler, so I used to love the Ultimate Warrior. So those two matches to me, they they just um the the things that each represented. You know, Hulk Hogan at that time was this unstoppable force and the ultimate warrior little literally Gorilla pressed him, which yeah. is just 
you know, mm-hmm. uh, unbelievable. Like just military person yeah. above his shoulders, and Hogan's like a six foot six man. Yeah. One of the only times that that Hogan really put someone over. <laughs> yeah, and aren't, I'm sure he did it yeah. begrudgingly. Aren't many times, yeah. <laughs> Probably. Probably. But then, uh, but then, you know, I, and again with the Michaels and Brett, uh, that match was just unbelievable. What I love about that match is if you look at most WrestleMania main events prior to that, it was always a lot bigger people. It was like, you know, Hulk Hogan for most of them or yeah. Andre the Giant or Undertaker, uh, or Yokozuna. Or, uh, you know, all these different people. And then all of a sudden, it's like these two smaller guys. They go out there. They put on a 60-minute freaking show. And it was tied, by the way. It was tied. Yeah. And they went they went past 60 minutes. Sudden, yeah, they went into sudden death. Sudden death. So it, neither one yeah. of them had a fall. So, the no, it was 0-0. Zero, zero. Yeah, 0-0. Zero, so, zero. so you're saying it's much like our three-minute bookings where we go like three minutes and a half? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. And, and, and honestly, like uh, an hour long Iron Man match, you know, and even an Iron Woman match. Well, I mean, they only they've only done half hours, but Iron Man matches used to be a full hour. Now they're only a half hour. Don't even have them anymore. I don't think. Was is like, that uh, is that true? The, well, when was the last time they had an Iron Man match? Ziggler versus Rollins, an Iron Man match, yep. but they made it a half hour. It was uh, yeah, Ziggler and Rollins. Yeah. I, I yeah. think it was uh, Extreme Rules or one of those pay per views that those in between. And it was only thirty minutes. That's it was only kind of stupid. Thirty minutes. I mean, it just doesn't like. I understand the idea of not wanting to hurt your wrestlers, making them you know wrestle for ten you know uh, ten hours for one hour straight. But some, uh-huh. guys, some guys put on like sick matches that that you know are only last, like that last forty minutes, forty five minutes. So I just find sure. that, just find that idea silly, yeah. but. I say that as I eat wings from Kettle Black. <laughs> Buy your wings today. <laughs> so get ch- get Chuck Wagon. Chuck Wagon's a solid choice always. Nah, the the dry rub is the best. You know, dry rub I enjoy. Too. You, you think we have a sponsorship with Kettle? We actually don't. Um, <laughs> no, no, we just really <laughs> like their wings. I know we love their wings. And they're Kettle Black, located on tonight is wing night, right? Kettle Black, located on Fourth Avenue, Eighty Ninth Street, in the heart of Bay Ridge, in Brooklyn, New York. Next next podcast, we should do it live from Kettle. I think once if they let us, once we do a live podcast from Kettle, I'm I think we've made it. In, in, the, yeah. in life, Obviously. no, no, we made it in Bay Ridge. Obviously. If you can make it in Bay Ridge, <laughs> the Bay Ridge random yeah. women will come up to be like, "What are you guys doing? Are you the DJ?" Because they're gonna see the mixing board and they're gonna think that we're you know spinning beats. But oh. like, oh, we're talking yeah, about WWE like, wrestling. It'll be like that. You ever see? You guys ever see that? Uh, the 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 meme video of the British chick going up to the DJ booth and she's like, "Can I have two fucking martinis?" <laughs> it's like, and the guy's like, "Honey, this is the DJ booth." What? Oh my god, we've we've gone off the rails, but yes, I think we you know <laughs> we're gonna put this all on our social media channels, but we want our our fans to chime in. You know, tell us what you guys think. What would you like to see as the main event? Of, yeah, of this WrestleMania. Let us know card? what yeah. is your pick to close out WrestleMania. If you had to pick one WrestleMania match from the past, what would it be? And let us know. Yeah. And you know, and, the, and also, and also, yeah, go ahead, John. I was gonna say it could be more than five, of, uh, five of you guys reaching out to us. It could be everyone, right? Could, and you know, all, and, all sorts of matches. Go ahead. And also, I think that I think that uh, the fans choose who they think out of the five of us had the best WrestleMania match ending. Ooh, yes. Vote. Put on a, like uh, tell a, us, a, a tell nice us who vote. you think. Yeah, tell us who you think the best out of all five of us was. And then, the, and if you don't pick me, I'm gonna get mad. <laughs> I'm gonna get real mad. I'm gonna get real mad. I'm gonna get real mad. So all of the, uh, the the super card that we came up with uh, is nice to have. Uh, it brings back a lot of memories of former matches and former wrestlers, and you know, it, it all brings up a story about our one point of our lives where we were, you know, enjoying this stuff. Now on to WrestleMania 35. <laughs> um, Hopefully, this will be a WrestleMania for the ages, 
with a couple of the matches like right it. here. It's yeah, the slate has 17 matches. No, that's a lie. Uh, there, there's currently <laughs> 10 matches set up. There's, there's 10 matches set up, but we still have like a bunch of storylines oh, that have no, that have no, uh, no, you know, no match at Mania. They have nothing yet. It's kind of, it's kind of bananas that Strowman is going to be in the. Andre the Giant. Andre, yeah. Battle Which, by the way, I, I'm not sure why he was so pissed off. He goes, I'm so pissed off. I'm going to join the Andre Battle, Andre the Giant Battle Moro. Like, okay. Mid-card is going to die. Yeah, like, but he's like, <laughs> I'm so pissed off. I'm going to join this. Chris, what do you, that's a, what does that have to do anything? Honestly, we could do a whole podcast about, you know, the, the careers of those who have won. Uh, Cesaro has gone on to do great things. Bray Wyatt won last year, and he's had a, an insane year, man. I mean, he has, he's had a great year. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope you can tell that what I'm being great year insanely, has Cesaro had. I, by the way, I'm, I'm being very sarcastic by this time. <laughs> yes, you know how insane he was? He got the, the WWE to buy a very high-definition projector to hang up over the screen, over the over the ring, to, yeah. to, to, show, to show giant pictures Maggot. of cockroaches. And and who could forget Mojo Raleigh? I mean, yeah, what the fuck is up with that? <laughs> who could forget? I mean, I, greatest yeah. wrestler ever. I don't know. Sitting there talking to mirrors. And I think uh, I mean, well, it's been too much time on it. But uh, Kurt Angle announced that Baron Corbin is going to be his last opponent at WrestleMania. I, I don't yeah. know if that's going. I think there's going to be some something during WrestleMania no. that happens with Baron I'm, Corbin. I'm, I'm hearing that that is the actual plan. Where'd you hear this from? I, I want sources. The, the dirt sheets. Oh, okay. So it must be true. Right. Ooh, I love them dirt sheets. Dirt sheets. So we have uh, Lesnar for versus Rollins for the Universal Championship. Rousey right. versus Lynch versus Flair for the right. Raw Women's and, Championship. And more and more, I'm hoping that Charlotte wins. I, I'm uh, going to hope Rousey wins. Lo, low key, I'm actually. I hope low key wins. Although he comes at NXT, uh, I think Charlotte Flair. Like, I want her to win too. I'm kind, I'm kind of hoping Rousey wins. I'm loving her gimmick she has right now. She, she, yeah, she punches everybody. Yeah, but but even on social media, she's not playing around. She's like, "Fuck the WWE universe, fuck everyone." I'm like, <laughs> "Wow, that's fantastic!" Like, <laughs> doing her thing. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm kind of happy for her actually <laughs> that she's a that she found her niche. I'm. I'm uh, a little upset that Samoa Joe is taking on Rey Mysterio because that happened out of literally nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Joe, that, that I'm, looks I'm like it would be a, a a decent SmackDown match rather that, than that's been well, a think, match. I think that I think that Samoa Joe and Rey Mysterio could make magic happen. No, I think they could. It's just they've they they gave away. Uh, they they gave away a, f- a fatal four way match like twice and all these like triple threat matches on SmackDown and in Fastlane, right? Where you now right. have no, I, I... Samoa Joe and Mysterio. I would rather have seen like uh, Mysterio take on Andrade. Right. What if what if Joe drops? The well, they they've to... been putting great matches on. Yeah. yeah. What if Joe drops the belt to Mysterio? Mysterio puts Andrade over. Who knows? Could be the transition. Mm-hmm. And. Sorry, yeah. can continue on, on your list. You have a few last matches. Uh, there's a Cruiserweight title. I really don't think anyone cares about Buddy Murphy or Tony Nese, so let's skip that. Nope. Uh, nope. We have, uh, we have the I'm match. I'm still that... holding out hope that Kofi Kingston is going to face Daniel Bryan. He will. Yeah, got, I think so. Yeah, something will happen. happen. Fingers, fingers crossed. There's also the match that uh, what we were given because we wanted in the match, Triple H and Batista. Give us what we want. <laughs> Give me what I want. What I really, really want. <laughs> is is this what you wanted, John? You wanted to see this match? I just don't. I don't, know. I don't understand Batista's reasoning. Yeah, neither do I. Oh, by, oh, by the way, did you guys see the? Did you guys happen to see his interview? How ridiculous was the interview? You mean story? Oh, it was Batista? terrible. Like, yeah, no, oh, was, live from it. Just like I just don't like him. No, but but not even that. Like the whole setup of it was awful. It was like, oh, he's live via satellite in, from his home in Tampa, Florida. Meanwhile, it was a a, a a leather recliner in front of a brick wall painted red and white. Yep, I right. saw the exact like, same thing. Like, and, and then like and he then was in a hallway. You, see him, gl- you yeah. see him glance at the teleprompter too. You see yeah, him yeah. in sunglasses sometimes. <laughs> 
Oh God! And then we have well, uh, you know, you know what the you, you know why he's really doing it, guys, because he's promoting Avengers. God, guys, what's we are, wrong with uh, you guys? We're officially doing a, a separate Avengers podcast it's coming out. It's just probably going to be me. <laughs> I'm probably not actually going to record. I'm just going to talk to myself in my room. <laughs> um, but we, that, that trailer needs to be discussed. Um, we're continuing on. We have Shane against the Miz. I've <laughs> I. A little Shane's a little awkward of a heel in my opinion. I don't. I just I'm not. Yeah, I'm surprised that the Miz isn't the heel in this. Yeah, but well, it's it's a nice turn though. I gotta is, say, I agree, 100. percent It's yeah, uh, it's nice to see somebody else other than Miz being the heel. Yes, I agree, and I think he was over naturally. I was watching his uh his promo on Tuesday night, and he just came across as a face nat- naturally. It wasn't too much pandering to the crowd, which is good. It's just. I am who I am, and this is Shane's piece of shit, and I'm going to fight him. And as, as ridiculous as this sounds, I think The Miz is the face in this mm-hmm. because of his show. That's That could very well be the case as well. Because he, can't be, a, he can't, yeah, cause he can't be a dickhead on reality TV, essentially. Well, he, wasn't, he wasn't the first season. I mean, he was still the heel character on the first well, season. Well, I mean, but, I mean but you he were, would explain it. I mean, you were the... The expert of Ms. and Mrs. So, yes. I actually am. I said and watched an entire season in probably three days. <laughs> That's actually, I, I would I would imagine you uh, take you sooner or take you less time than that. <laughs> I had to go to work. I mean. <laughs> uh, there's also AJ versus Randy Orton. Ooh. That I'm very much looking forward oh, to. Oh, hell yeah. Now that's going to be a good match. Could be a potential show stealer. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But, but I think Randy the actual... Oldest... No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead, John. I was going to say, but I think the actual show stealer is going to be the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I think it will. I think it will. It's... Sarcasm strikes again. Yes. Oh. <laughs> but I, I'm I'm looking forward... The match I think I'm looking forward, looking forward to the most is Asuka champion versus tbd the bitch diva yeah i can't believe she's she, she's coming up from NXT. yeah finally. From NXT, nxt who is it tbd uh, the bitch diva oh i didn't hear that yeah it's uh <laughs> her, her, her her initials are t b d like to be oh, decided <laughs> we gotcha i don't i don't watch i don't watch nxt uh, you could have told me it was like it's Lauren Henderson, and I would have been like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> well, that is that is the mania card, but we will talk about this in greater detail as Oscar, Oscar, Oscar. This is Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Okay, yes. Um, so that is going to wrap up our show tonight. Yes. Um, so uh, we are actually going to be at the World of Unpredictable Wrestling's March on on March twenty third on Saturday at Gleason's Gym in downtown Brooklyn. Um, we will be there watching our good friend King John Broadway take on give him uh, hell, King. K- take on uh, his That's opponent. Right. We don't know who that is actually. We don't know He's just yet. Be defending but... his New York State Championship, I yes. assume. Yes, yes, probably. as any great king would. I hope. That's right. You know, if if he needs some help out there, I think the Empty Arena will there to be, be be there to back him up. That's you know? right. That's right. We are his. We are his, his royal, royal subjects. His royal court. We, we could be healed. We can. Oh, I love. I love it. Uh, well, doors open at seven. Uh, the tickets, I believe, are twenty five ahead. I think it's twenty five uh, ahead, and uh, so if you want to for kids, yeah, yeah, and if you want to, uh, mm-hmm. if, if you guys want to go uh, show up there and buy by the door, more than welcome to be doing that. Uh, and come find us if if you're there and you see us, come say hi. We'll take pictures. We'll, we'll be there. Us. We'll be there. We'll, we'll sign. We'll take uh, pictures. We, we're, we're like the we're like yeah, the headliners of. If anybody of, uh, wants a picture, we'll pay you to take a picture. With yes, us. Th- this is WUW. <laughs> this is WUW access. Yeah. <laughs> um, reach out to us on social media on uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, check us out on Gmail at uh, emptyreadingpodcast at gmail You know our handles. Uh, you know, ask us questions. Uh, tell us what what your favorite matches on the uh, the wrestling mini cards we come up with. As well as your favorite main event. Yes. Um, and, and guys, I'm going to say this the 20th time I'm saying it, but check out my dank memes on Instagram. Or if you're German, danke memes. 
Check out our MySpace tout pages. Um, and uh, by the way, if you go check out our MySpace, we lost ten years worth of music. So thank you, uh, thank you, Steve. The Tom. The what, Tom a, was a... what a shame! It's Tom. <laughs> I know who Steve. Is. Scoop, Scoop is Steve. Yeah. Scoop is Steve. Scoop. Um. <laughs> so, check us out. Uh, and I believe that would wrap up the show, guys. So. We will listen to you. We will see you. See you. We'll, we're not. We're not listening we're not to listening you. You're listening to us. Else but us. Um, well, hopefully, we'll see you on Saturday at Marches On at Gleason's Gym. And uh, that's right. Check us out on iTunes. Rate us. Like us. Subscribe to us. Review us. Share us. Rate this. Review us. Share us. Um. Good fight. Good night. Bye, guys. Peace out, everybody. Later. <laughs> This has been a Dawson Studios production.